to the slice, your bite-sized segments to inform and inspire. This is the powerful way to start your day. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be talking everything productivity. My name's Megan Morass. I run a business, so productivity is really important to me. And my name's Tara Scott. I'm freelance, so I love productivity techniques to help me get the most out of my time. Yay, welcome. So I'm going to kick today off with a inspirational quote or like a really useful quote on productivity. It's by Mark Twain, the author. So the quote is this, if it is your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. As someone that likes frog legs, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, it's a kind of, on first glance, bit of a crazy quote. And mm-hmm. you might think, what's this got to do with productivity? But this has been, this quote's been evolved into a concept called Eat the Biggest Frog, which okay. is a productivity concept that is all about basically doing the most difficult or most daunting task on your to-do list first. Oh, yes, 100%. Couldn't agree with that more. And and to stop procrastinating basically because anything that when you see it on the list fills you with dread dread equals procrastination yes and it also then like brings up all these other horrible feelings of like feeling guilt and shame or not feeling like you know it's it's always there it doesn't ever go away no. so the first step to productivity is do eat the, eat the biggest frog first so whatever it is on your list that you're putting off whether this is like life list or just day list start making tracks so you can tackle that first yeah. and then you've got you've got it done the rest of the day is going to be a breeze 100% oh my goodness I cannot tell you how many times I've put stuff off it is so so bad for me okay I'm gonna start doing that also <clears throat> so productivity and the time of the month yeah so I want to talk about this because obviously it's completely dependent on your own cycle if you're having an ovarian cycle but I have found that there's certain times of the month where I am really productive Mm -hmm. and also times of the month where I'm really unproductive yeah and what I've started to do is curate my diary around my cycle so if I have to have a really important meeting with someone where I have to be on it and I need to close a deal and I need to be like mega boom 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 then that happens at the beginning of my cycle when I'm really energetic I'm I'm productive basically and my brain's on fleek I'm firing at all cylinders I'm connected but but there is also a week during my cycle when I'm really tired for a start it's much harder to get out of bed I'm a little bit slower in my movements my brain doesn't seem to make the connections that it does during other times of my cycle so I tend not to have really important meetings during that time and that's I've been able to track that and I know that you track your cycle as well and we both use this app called Moody Month which full disclaimer Tara does work for and also is owned by my best mate um (laughs) Um, but we have, um, been using it now for what, three, five months? Yeah, well, it launched in October, so we're in February now. Yeah, so five months, Yeah. And it honestly has changed my productivity. Obviously, it's made me much more aware, but it's really helped me with my productivity because it sends you notifications and makes you aware of the different phases of your cycle and 
allows you to be the best that you can be during that phase. Yeah. And also it takes away this guilt of, oh God, for some reason today I'm not working as well. Yeah. And you really try and push through it. And if you're aware that during that part of the month or on your cycle that you're just not going to be that productive on that day, great. Go for a walk. Yeah. It's much more beneficial. Yeah, there's huge um, truth to uh, what you said you experienced with your cycle. Mm. So in the late follicular Mm. and uh, ovulation phase of your cycle, so ovulation usually occurs in the middle of your cycle. So if you've got a 28-day cycle, that's going to be around day 14. Okay. And the um, follicular phase is everything from when you start bleeding up until ovulation. Right. So late follicular is like the end of your period until you ovulate. And that time is when lots of women will find that they are feeling more energetic. They've got clearer mind. They feel more um, like they get, they're they like plowing through the to-do list. They're absolutely on it and all those kinds of things. So you, it's, it is very common to feel more productive at those times. That's so interesting. Um, it's not going to be the case for everyone because uh, if, if some people are naturally already like that, they're already in that place, then that elevated level could push them over into kind of insomnia or anxiety and things like that. And they actually might find that they're more productive in the later stage of the cycle, which is more um, where you have high high progesterone levels in relation to your estrogen. And that's when you can feel more subdued, which for them could be calmer and more bring them more clarity. For me, it brings me, or like you said, for some people, it brings like a fogginess Mm. and fatigue. Um, And that's all to do with the fact that during the late follicular and ovulation stage, we have higher levels of estrogen and higher testosterone. And those hormones make us feel really good. I love the knowledge that you're bringing today (laughs) to this. That's so exciting. Yay. Well, guys, go and download (coughs) Moody Month because it is honestly a game changer, full game changer. Um, And also, you know, like on social, get behind it. We love it. It's great. Um, We also today wanted to talk about productivity and your environment because I do think quite often people confuse productivity as being only able to come from you as in come from within your Mm. driving force behind productivity but also there's a lot of things that you can do to create a very productive environment and I know I mean obviously the world of work is really changing at the moment if you look at major tech companies for example Google Netflix their office environment and their ways of working are really scientifically um, curated around what is the best and most productive environment for example at google they do this thing where they'll have a walk around so if you need to have a discussion or a meeting with someone rather than booking out a meeting room getting everyone to do- together doing it in a diary form they'll book a walk around which will be a 10 minute walk around the office the block and they'll find that that's a much more productive way to deliver an outcome to a challenge or a provide a solution rather than sitting around in a meeting room in a bit of a sterile environment and maybe knocking heads together and the person with the loudest voice in the room always gets heard whereas that's probably not the most productive way to coming out with a solution so the ways in which I create a productive environment for myself is first mornings guys we hope you've listened to morning motivation Um, mornings are really important for your productivity because they allow you to set up the day in a way that you want to deliver the rest of it. If you have a really stressful morning, very busy morning, you'll usually find that the rest of your day feels a little bit frantic. 
And being frantic is really um, adverse to productivity. Absolutely. Um, so being calm is very important for productivity. Also, allowing to um, work at a time that's best for you. So I had a conversation with an amazing lady last last night about our mornings. <clears throat> and she said, oh, I don't feel very confident about talking about my mornings because actually I don't really start work until maybe 10 or 11 because I, I wake up late because I really value that sleep. And I was like, okay, well, that's great. That's the time that you're most productive. And you can see that um, working environments are starting to include that because they're allowing workers to do flexi time or potentially not have such a rigid start time. And I'm really a big believer of that. I think, you know, if you're working and delivering the output that you need to, you can work whenever, you know, and as long as you're, you're part of the conversation when you need to come together, then flexi time, I'm all for it. So if you're currently in a job where you don't have flexi time, Google is flexi time more productive and you will see the amount of links that come up. Paste that into an email, send it to your boss and let us know how you get on. <laughs> and hopefully that will come out. Also, hot desking, I think is really important. You know, taking yourself into an environment that allows you to concentrate. In our office, we have a quiet room, which has got a sofa, a bar. I mean drink in the day not encouraging it but it is there <laughs> and people can go and sit with their laptops and really concentrate in a cozy and comfy environment so they feel supported in that environment and I think that's really also a really great productivity environment making sure you feel really comforted and cozy so you don't need to do anything to your environment you're very focused on what you're doing on your laptop or what you're creating and the environment is just there to support you and I think sometimes people forget that. Yeah it's it's really difficult as well like if you're freelance and you work from home um, or if you're in a job where you know flexi time for example is completely out of the question yeah. you know you can think about other things that you could do like if you have a little desk space what are some things you could do to create a really nice calming atmosphere there yeah um I, I remember learning this tip for if you work from home to have um a candle and you could even mm. go so far as to get something that's like aromatherapeutic that's good for focus and memory or something like that Does or that energy yeah of course yeah like grapefruit and basil and um and then you light it when you are starting work and you blow it out when you're stopping. Oh, so it's kind of a ritual. Yeah, so it signifies this is when I'm on work time and this is when I'm not, so that you don't blur those boundaries, which is really important if you're working from home. Oh, yeah, big time. Something to think about, which I uh, remember how I felt when I saw and, I, and how it made me feel was, oh, my God, I have more time than I realized is to remind ourselves the average working day is eight hours. We all need eight hours sleep. And that taken away from 24 leaves eight hours. So you have eight hours at work, eight hours sleep, and you actually have the same amount of time, eight hours to yourself to do your own things as yeah. well. And I think sometimes it's really, it's easy to forget. I know that the commute or getting into the office often feels like that's part of work but mm. there is loads of things you can do to reclaim that time so that it becomes your own yeah. you know some people like to watch Netflix series I like to read books I've actually extended my commute now to over an hour every single day there and back I am eating books like literally <laughs> consuming them and it's so good I'm really enjoying it so there is ways to reclaim that time that feels like it, it is work but it's it's not really it is your time and you should own in 
Okay, so we're going to talk about productivity tools. Yeah. Hopefully you guys will get a lot from this. Um, As we explained at the beginning of the podcast, Tara and I, productivity is really important, not just on a personal level, but also, you know, through the people that we work with, we have to make sure that they're being as productive as possible. So um, the first one that I wanted to talk about was diarising. So I basically diarise uh, going to the toilet. (laughs) It's really, it's intense. My weeks, often my days have maybe five or six meetings in them. So it's really important that I diarise everything. But I also diarise time to uh, have a lovely time with my husband. We have a shared diary. That's really important. I also diarise things like getting up and going for a walk. I will put in my diary an hour to read a book. You know, so everything is kind of uh, planned in, which allows me to be much more productive because I kind of don't need to worry about what I'm doing, Mm. which I really help. And also, I think it's really important to turn off your notifications on your diary and also on your phone. WhatsApp obviously is now connected to your laptop, which I feel like is in one hand great because you can just whack out the WhatsApps like no business. But on the other hand, I feel like it's really detrimental to productivity because you're constantly getting distracted coming through. Yeah. Did you know that after a distraction, it takes 16 minutes to refocus on what you're doing? Exactly. Well, that leads us nicely onto one of my productivity tools, which is um, a technique, really. Uh, although there are actual apps and tools that you can use to support it. It's called the Pomodoro technique, which you might have heard of, uh, which was kind of invented by a man called Francesco Cirillo. Something. I, I don't again. know. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Francesco. I mean, if I'm going to say it in a really English accent, then it's Francesco Cirillo. But I'm assuming it's like Cirillo. Yes. Anyway, yes. Um, he uh, came up with this technique while he was at university, and he was trying to be super productive. Mm. And he used a um, like cooking timer. Okay. That was in the shape of a tomato. You know, like those I little cookies. Like, yeah. Like already said a kit. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, and then from that, that's why he called it the Pomodoro technique. Pomodoro means it's a small tomato. Oh my God. You've literally, I did not get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so the, the technique basically is, is based on uh, a, a, a va- prioritizing your, Sorry, guys. Right, let me start. (laughs) I was like, I started talking without knowing exactly what I was going to say. Basically, how it works is you have a prioritized task list. Okay. And that plus focused working equals productivity. So that's the the foundation on which it's built. The method is step one, you create the task list and then uh, you decide on the task to be done okay that step one is decide on the task Great. step two you set a timer to 25 minutes okay step three you work focused on that task only so no notifications no notifications no, distractions. no, distra- no getting to going to the toilet no making a cup of tea no nothing no checking emails nothing mm-hmm. just focused on this one task for 25 minutes and then when the timer goes off, you take a five-minute break. And that might mean getting up and walking around. That's when you can go to – if you need the toilet or you need a drink, 
you know you've got a five minute break coming up yeah everyone can wait 25 minutes chill so you just don't even get distracted by those kinds of things if your phone goes off whatever you know okay I'll check that when the 25 minutes is up and then you have five minutes it's best I find in that time to get up walk around get away from the screen you know yeah perfect time for getting a cup of tea going to the loo whatever and then you do it again Mm. and you do that and maybe you know a task takes more than one pomodoro to be completed yeah but you would be surprised how much you can get done in 25 minutes when you're really really focused yeah and um and so then then the rest of the formula is that you do that four times and then you take a long break nice so you have almost like a two-hour stint of focus pop away focus pop away etc etc and then you have a nice relax yeah and really so then the, sh- the longer break was like 15 minutes and then probably you have like a lunch break as well nice. so really you should be able to get um four sessions in the morning and four sh- sessions in the afternoon okay I'm gonna try and do this and that's like you know really and that half an hour segment's really nice, isn't it? Because that can actually be applied to lots of things. Yeah, you could do that to, I mean, it would make sense for things like uh, exercising, yeah. training, like to start just thinking about doing things for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Or even like housework, for example. Uh, I'm going to do 25 minutes Mary of would cleaning. Mary love this. And then stop and chill for a bit does it spark (laughs) joy yes it does guys feedback that is amazing other things I think I've got a little rule that I I don't know where it came from actually but it's called the three minute rule have you heard of this no so basically apparently the average person spends 13 hours a week which actually considering we're in work eight hours a day is a lot of time and that's that's like a day and a half it's a day and a half looking and responding to emails honestly I have to tell you I think emails are probably the most unproductive tool Mm. in the modern working day I really want to move my entire company over to slack but our clients use emails so don't know if that's going to work anyway until that moment happens I use the three minute rule with emails and that basically means I go through my inbox I don't worry about clearing it Whoever said having zero in your inbox is the most productive inbox is an idiot, and that is not true. Oh, I've got inbox zero. You do inbox zero? Yeah. Waste, waste. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about this another time, but not into it. Anyway, the three-minute rule for me is I go through my inbox, I look at an email. If I can deliver what it's asking me to do, whether that's a reply, whether it's a piece of work, whether it's delegating, in three minutes, within a three-minute space of time, I'll do it there and then. If I can't do it within three minutes, then it goes into a medium pile. Let's say it's going to take half an hour. And if it's going to take way longer than half an hour, it's probably going to need a meeting, et cetera, et cetera. Then it goes into the long term pile. And then that's the beginning of my day. And then the half of the second half of my day, I attack the half an hours and the long term pile. And I achieve maybe three or four of those within a day. So that really helps me with my inbox because, you know, on average, I get maybe three or 400 emails a day. So it's really important that I either I make a quick decision on them. Also, what that really helps me to do is learn how to prioritize. 
Well, and I really like it because as well, what it means is that the people, it's really considerate of the people who are emailing you because mm. the people who've emailed asking for something long know that they're going to have a bit of a wait. Yeah. But if you're, for example, like starting with the oldest email first only and, you know, working through it like that, then you're leaving people waiting who might just need something really Very quick. Very quickly. Yeah, exactly. Who, who literally just need a quick answer. Yeah. It also really helps. I don't know if you've ever heard of the phrase marginal gains. It really helps in terms of movement with marginal gains because obviously a big movement or a big accomplishment achievement takes multiple little things to make it work. And the three minute rule allows you to move marginal gains like really little little by little. But what you will find is a larger outcome will come if you use that rule. So I'm into it, guys. Get into it. Also, a tool that I use is Evernote. Have you ever heard of Evernote? Yeah. Evernote's amazing because you can use it on your phone. You can use it on an iPad. You can use it on your laptop, on your desktop. And it basically culminates all your notes but categorizes them in really innovative and interesting ways. It looks cool. For someone that's very visual, I've got dyslexia, I can, like, pick things up, move them around. It's just really easy to use, and it's just a good productivity tool, and it's free. So Amazing. I'm going to give it a go. I've never used it before. Yes. By the way, guys, everything we mention, if it's got a link to something or, you know, if there's somewhere you can find it, we're going to put it in the show notes. So always go and check those out. And also um, you can get in touch with us on social. We have a The Slice Instagram, which is at The Slice Podcast on Instagram. And then on Twitter, you can find us on at the slice underscore tweet and we really want to hear from you if you've got any questions or feedback or you just anything wanna... you want us to talk about as well yeah any ideas things you want help with or things that you just want to hear about please let us know we love hearing from you I went to I think what was the most productive place ever this week and I'm kind of embarrassed to say it and I know that my husband who will no doubt be listening to this will be like ha 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 screw fix (laughs) it is like literally I went in we were going to get some picture hooks it's so organized everyone's so friendly it's like Argos with the books but all electronic they've got so much stuff it's all alphabetized it's all categorized I was in awe I was like screw fix I wish they had that for stationery do you know what I mean like a, a screw fix paper chase I'd be so into it. Oh, my God. Like a library of stuff. Amazing. I would love it. No, mate. I mean, you think your husband's going to laugh at you talking about Screwfix. I have to tell you the most ridiculous story. Um, So basically, this was a while ago when we were doing some work on our home. And my husband was waiting in the van. Right. uh, Sent me into Screwfix to get a few things. And I'm there like, you know, God, I want, I always get a bit nervous going into these like very masculine areas and you feel like you have to put on a certain amount of like bravado and act like you know what you're talking about. So I'm there like, yeah, hi guys. Yes. All right. Geese. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like the only woman in there and I'm like, ask for the things which I know that I need and I know what I'm doing. And then my husband also told me to ask them if they had any sky hooks. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what that is, but I'm, yeah, I'm no, into it. Yeah, because Sky. skyhooks don't exist. Oh, he's mean. It's a joke. <laughs> it's like literally like a prank that probably, you know, you can imagine like 
um, builders and tradies will play on like the new guy on the first day he on his job. So mean to I you. can't believe that he's straight oh, up what, let me go in there. What did go- what did the person say? The, the guy. So the guy looks at me and he's like, "Oh, skyhooks," and I'm like, "Yeah, skyhooks." <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to his mate. Oh, excuse me, the so so whatever. Um, yeah, she wants uh, Skyhooks, and his mate's like, "Oh, someone sent you for Skyhooks, did they?" Like it's a thing. <laughs> and then, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah," like still trying to act really cool. And they're like, "What size do you need?" And all that. And I'm like, "I'm like, uh, I think he said nine inch, you know." And then, and then they're nine like, inch. "Someone's having you on." And I turn around, and I can see my husband in the van, bolt over, laughing, like crying his eyes out, laughing at me. And and I look back, and only then the penny drops, like <laughs> sky hooks. Like you can't hook anything onto the sky, you idiot. I literally love him, and I love you. 